Hello, everybody. It's the NFW podcast time, and it's that time of year. It's time for our tops and bottoms of 2020. Uh, 2020 was a fucked up year, and a lot of us didn't really spend much time watching movies, so we're only going to do a top five and a bottom five instead of a top ten list. So, yeah, you got that to look forward to. Anyway, (laughs) Jake is here. Yeah, I'm the only one who... uh watch more than five movies <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> like you smoking. he said like you were smoking something <laughs> 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 hey we had a virus coming around the house man <laughs> i'm recovering uh, <laughs> willis is here yep <laughs> it's a fucked up year yep and <laughs> suzanne's here Yes, I am. All yeah. right, so do we want to do our tops, our top five first, or the bottom five first? I'm going to start with top, so. Yeah, because my uh, bottom is short. I only got three. I knew Jake was a top and Willis was a bottom. Corny <laughs> <laughs> uh, ass joke. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> All right, we'll start with. Uh, Mr. Scratchy Voice. Go ahead, Jake. All right. So my number five is Run with uh, Sarah Paulson. And this was basically about um, some little girl, not a teenage girl. I'm sorry, people. I am using a new uh, recording thing, and I can hear my own voice. It is so jarring. Yes, that's how the people feel that listen to our show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on fire tonight. (laughs) <laughs> so it's about a mother and a daughter the daughter is uh, and uh, well we find out it might be a little bit of a god I always forget the term for this you know when the mother makes the daughters or kids sick Unchosen. yeah and <clears throat> it goes a lot more fucked up than that and man Sarah Paulson, she is like the new Go to crazy bitch, I swear. All right, so that's your number five. It is. All right, and uh, there's a lot of uh, Stephen King references in there. I think. All right, Mr. Willis. My number five is Freaky, the Freaky Friday movie that basically. <laughs> Where the killer gets into a girl's body and, and the girl gets into the killer's body. Vince Vaughn acted the hell out of that movie. It was pretty fun and it wasn't stupid. So that was one of the highlights of the movie to me. It was just a fun horror movie. Anybody else see it? Yeah, it's uh, actually on my list. <laughs> okay. I have not seen it yet. Suzanne? Uh, Top five for me. Okay, it's like a three-way tie, so I'm going to go with... You know, I'm going to go with this movie called The Cleansing Hour. It's on Shudder, and it's about this guy who fakes exorcisms for his YouTube channel and then gets found out by the real thing. I thought it was going to be campy as all hell. I didn't have a lot of expectations going in. But I was actually com- 
pretty surprised by the amount of gore. It was just a it was a fun movie, and the ending was a little bit surprising. I have to admit, I giggled my ass off because uh, if any of you guys ever played Diablo, yeah, have yeah, not. a long a long time ago. Yeah, well, the demon at the end looks like Diablo. (laughs) Don't go in with super high expectations. It actually turned a lot more serious than I thought it was going to be. So it's just a a fun little movie. Yeah, that's on my uh, honorable mentions. And it's only on my honorable mentions because of that tonal shift. You know, it goes Mm -hmm. all funny at the beginning and then towards the middle becomes all serious nudie i think you would like this one because you know who's in it no kyle gallner oh boy fuck that guy (laughs) (laughs) all right let's see my number five i am going to go with the hunt I guess that's considered a horror movie, right? Yeah, I mm-hmm. guess so. Yeah. It's uh, very uh, politically inspired and all that shit. <clears throat> anybody else Anybody else have seen the movie? I went yeah, to the no. movie to see it. I actually what? just finally saw it like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it kind of... Way... What? No, what? No, what? I finally saw it a couple months ago. I was very late to the game, but yeah, I had a good time with it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. A bunch of people get kidnapped and drugged and kidnapped, and they wake up in a clearing, and they don't know what the hell's going on, and then people just start trying to kill them. So it's kind of like uh, the dangerous game and movies type yeah. like that, but it's very politically political stuff in it. A lot of good actors in it. Hilary Swank and Ethan Suple and Emma Roberts is in it, a bunch of other actors that you would know who they are if and you've seen them. And it's from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. So it's a, it's a really good movie. A lot, it's got makes you think about things, and it's got some really, really, really good gore in it. So that is my number five. It's hard to pick a list, because there are a bunch of other movies that I really enjoyed, but that one Yeah, I've got really a few good. that are kind of on my honorable mention list. Yeah, we can do horrible mentions after we do our uh, bottoms. Alright, Jake, number four. Well, my number four was Freaky. Right. I mean, I this ends up being a heck of a lot better than I thought it'd be. I mean, I knew it was going to be fun, but man, a lot more fun than I thought it'd be. Like like Wolf was saying, Vince Vaughn, oh my god. Like, he does a very good job being the killer. Like a very silent more intimidating type of killer and watch Brawl and uh, was it Bell Block 99? He can play intimidating people. But once he goes into becoming the teenage girl, oh my God, he is so fucking hilarious. And it is a slasher movie and there are some really awesome kills in it. Table saw, all I'm saying. Right, Willis? Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> All right, cool. Willis. My number four is actually, I was surprised because of how bad the second one was in my eyes. This one made up for it. Tales from the Hood 3. 
with Tony Todd as the um, wraparound story, which was creepy in its own self once you find out what was going on. But they had some cool little stories in between as well. So, that's my number four. I don't know if I've seen that one. I didn't even get black. I'm sure I've seen, like, the original one a long time ago on TV, but didn't watch the second one and haven't seen this one either. The second one isn't all that great, but this one was better. They had a, a better wraparound story, and they had better stories in between as well. Yeah, I'm still a huge fan of the original Tales from the Hood. I just, I, I heard so many bad things about two. I didn't waste my time. Right. And three is a surprise to me. Yes, yeah. I was surprised myself. Because I was like, man, should I even watch this? Because the second one was such trash. Let me see if they can redeem themselves. And they really redeemed themselves with this one. Especially the one with the guy <laughs> being a, the nut playing the knockout game and it came back to hunt his ass <laughs> at the end. So that that was one of my favorite ones out of the set. Nice. Alright. Uh Suzanne. Uh my number four is a movie called The Beach House. And since being twenty twenty I had to watch some form of contagion movie. And this one takes place by the ocean. And the air becomes poisonous. It's a little, it's a slower buildup. But there are some genuinely uncomfortable scenes. There's, she steps on something and, well, basically cuts a worm out of her foot. Uh, no. That was, was very, very cringy. <laughs> and overall, like I said, it is a slower burn, but it's damn, damn good. So if you're in the mood for something to fuck with you and the environment uh, trying to kill us, this is your movie. Yeah, that's on my honorable mention list, too. That's uh, definitely not what I was expecting. Right. I know. I, I didn't see it. Um, my number four. Uh, it's like these movies, they have different like years on them, but this is when they came out like this one. My next one is, it says 2019. It's called sea fever, but it came out in 2020. So I'm going to add it on my 2020 list. Anyway, it's called sea fever. Quite a bit of movies on my list. Just like that. Yeah. Like they, if you look them up, they're like, Oh, those aren't 2020 movies, but that's when they came out. That's when I watched them. (laughs) This is going on my list. I, uh, this one, it's about a crew of a West, Ireland trawler marooned at sea and there's like a parasite in the water that got into their water supply and it's kind of like kind of like a a thing type movie it was really well done Uh, I I loved uh, the way the the creature looked and when it took over some of the bodies and and, I mean basically it was kind of like a thing movie but it stars uh, Connie Nielsen and a, a guy named Dew Gray Scott who's been in a ton of shit and uh yeah it was just I don't know. It was just really good. The acting was really good. I liked the, I liked the way the the creatures and the parasites looked, and some really good scene, core scenes in the movie. Anybody else see it? Have no. not, but no. you've mentioned the thing, and that's all you need to say, man. What the thing like? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good. I uh, I sat right through it and had no issues with it at all. It was really good, even with the Irish accents. <laughs> all right, number three, Jake. Number three for me is Scare Package. This is a anthology type movie, and let's just say. If you like movies such as Cabin in the Woods and Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, you'll love this movie for sure. It starts out as an anthology and then some reason in the second half it turns into like kind of a Cabin in the Woods type movie with a slasher. But, oh my god. Either way, first half and second half I still had a good time and even has a uh, Joe Bob cameo in the second half. Mm-hmm. I actually saw the movie on uh, Joe Bob's Drive-In. And yeah, and it was, I, I agree actually, with it. It was good. It's actually on my bottom five. What? what? Oh, I can't wait to hear why when you say it. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I thought I thought out of all of the, the, the stories, there was only really like one... One that I didn't understand or make sense of, but other than that, I thought they were all pretty good, with good gore, with good gore in it too. And oh, then yeah. you said Joe the Bob showed up, and when Joe Bob showed up, I was like, "Yeah!" <laughs> all right, Mister Willis, number three. My number three is Uncle Peckerhead. Peckerwood. What, what is it? Uncle Peckerhead. Uncle Peckerwood. I forgot to even put that on my list. That's how how much I just I didn't like keep up with Letterboxd last year. That movie is so goddamn fun. It's ridiculous. Just the premise of a band needing a van because their van went out, and <laughs> they get a van, but it comes with Uncle Peckerhead. But <laughs> they accept his ass for what he is. So that was a blessing, and he never turned on any of them. So I, I like the fact that he kept loyal to his people a little bit too much at times, but fun, <laughs> fun gore, just a fun, fun movie. Yep, hundred percent agree. Yep. I wish I would have. It would have been on my list if I remembered to put it on Letterbox. Because yeah, you're right. It was it was great from beginning to end. It was fun. It was it was hip. Like it, it had great guard. It had good music, good comedy. Yeah, it had, it had good everything. And the really, really worth watching. Yeah, um, I just like Willis is like they were band who need a van. They get stuck with a man. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Peckerwood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna guess Suzanne. That one's on your list to see. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. You're way behind. Oh, I am so way behind. <laughs> All right, what's your number three? Uh, actually, a movie that you and I did, Immortal. It's uh, another anthology movie, and these people find out that they can't die. God damn it. That one I didn't put down on the letterbox either. <laughs> yeah, that movie was great. Too good. I and it was it was there was no comedy. Well, there was a teeny tiny bit of comedy to it, but I mean, this movie it, Tony Todd was in it. Um, 
Dylan Baker, Sam Levine. I mean, it's got just a great cast of people. And the, I'll tell you, there's one story in there that will absolutely crush your soul. Yep. I actually cried. I had to take like a 20 minute break because it was so it was it's very well done. Uh, the first story is a girl confesses to a friend of a teacher at her school that uh, basically someone is being inappropriate with her. And T pretty much takes her on a, a little hunt. And it kind of goes from there. One of the stories involves a couple and she is in the end stages of cancer and is chosen to end her own life. And we can see where it goes from there. And the final story is about a guy who gets hit by a car and basically torments the woman that hits him. Yeah, it was hit and run. Yeah. Think for the ride, lady. Yeah, <laughs> not quite like, like that. But... <laughs> it's it's really, really well done. It's It's a really great movie. I could not recommend this enough. Yeah, and I agree with her 1,000%. We, uh, we did that for uh, Jason Phil. Lloyd's review show. Was it Jason? I thought it was Phil's. thought it was who? That it was Philip Perrin's. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it was. I can't remember. Fuck we it. did it for one of those shows, and we usually we get stuck with, like, shitty, lame-ass, British, shitty fucking slasher-type movies or whatever, but that movie was really, really good. I can't recommend that one enough either. It's called Immortal. That's when Willis when Willis said Tony Todd. That's the movie I started thinking of, and I was like, "Fuck, that's not on my Plex, and not not on my uh, on my letterbox." And then you brought it up, so yeah, I'm glad you did because that movie definitely needs more recognition. Good I shit. agree. Never, never heard of it. We'll have to check that out. Yeah, I think I have it on my Plex, so you should both of you should watch it because it's it's fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> and I agree. <laughs> I feel the earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my number three. I am going to go with the rental. I don't know if you guys have seen that one yet. Yep. No. It stars. It stars uh, Allison Brie and a bunch of other really no-name people. But it's basically two couples go for a getaway on the ocean side and they grow suspicious of their host because it's a perfect rental house. But they think he may be spying on them before long. Something sinister starts happening and one by one their secrets are revealed and they're getting killed off. And it's just perfectly woven together storyline. And there's a a married couple who are already having trouble and they're trying to get back to, you know, trying to get back to the way they were and. And then the, the the brother comes with his girlfriend, and it's just woven a woven in. There's like a, a killer in here, and, and you, you're trying to figure out what's going on and why. And I believe it was a Netflix movie, but I'm or I'm not 100 percent sure. But it's called The Rental, directed by Dave Franco, and it was a pretty damn good movie. I gave it a four out of five. That's how much I I enjoyed it, and it seemed to get pretty good rating from most of the community out there. So if you haven't yeah, so, seen it, uh, check it out. The other cast member is all Dan Stevens. He's pretty well known from The Guest, and he was also Beast in the live-action Beauty and the Beast. 
and then the older guy was Toby Huss, Jane V. Lee Curtis's son-in-law in Halloween 2018. All right, so check it out. I mean, I'm assuming by the quietness, Willis and Suzanne haven't oh. seen it. No, I'm, I I was terrible last year. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. Number two, Jake. Well, I kind of spoiled this a little bit. Um, I think it was when we did the Willy Wonderland show. Yeah, another Nick Cage movie called Color Out of Space. Honestly, I was just kind of worried about this one because when I just saw the trailers and all, I was getting kind of a Mandy vibe because yeah. of Nick Cage and the colors and stuff. But I had a really good time with this one. It's it's pretty fucked up, and it's another kind of a thing inspired type flick because of the good ass creature effects. Anybody else see it? Yep. Nope. And? Uh, we'll discuss it when we go through honorable mentions. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> I did see it, and uh, I was like Jake. I was like, oh, here we go with another fucking Mandy-type movie, which everybody knows I don't like Mandy. But uh, as the movie went on, I kind of enjoyed it. It was... Uh, Interesting. It was it was kind of like a Cthulhu Cthulhu type movie and had different like the colors of the colors were cool the purple purple branded colors and the way the the, the family changed and grew and things that happened and I kind of kind of enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, it was pretty decent. It had some great great practical effects and uh, yeah, color of purple. Everybody should see it. Jake's like, that's not color of purple. <laughs> I I was just gonna let it go. <laughs> I did it on purpose. I wanted you to say, oh, for the please not in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Willis number two. Well, it's a movie that some already mentioned already today. My number two is The Hunt. That movie was funny as shit, and it was gory as hell for what was going on. And I was just, man, I said, this movie is going to piss a lot of people off. But surprisingly enough, everybody was in on the joke that they was telling. So I was glad nobody really got upset with it. If we only knew what we do going on into that movie, that was the last movie I saw at the movie theater before all the shit went down. (laughs) All right. Suzanne? Um, it's a little flick called VFW. That's the... 2019. Well, no, it's not. That movie came out in 2019 because I did a review for it in 2019. I only had it available to me in 2020. So, therefore, it is on my 2020 list. Suck it up and deal. Thank you. Anyway, yeah, this one just was a big throwback to my favorite part of the 80s, which were the gory action movies. 
these guys uh, pull up while they're vets at their local VFW post, and this girl runs in, running away from the crazy drug dealers across the street, and all kinds of violence happens. You, the cast is just un, unbelievable. You've got Stephen Lang, William Sadler, the Hammer himself, Fred Williamson, and everybody is in this movie. It's Martin Cove, George Went, David Patrick Kelly. Yeah. So yep. it was uh it, it was just a blast for me. I just kicked back, cracked a beer, and was laughing my ass off and enjoying the hell out of myself. This is why I still I, I just love this movie. It just made me fucking happy. Yep, it was good. Um, yeah, I, I bought the. Uh, go ahead. I'm saying I got the Blu-ray and thought it was fantastic. It made my honorable mentions, but man, I just saw some good shit this year. It was kind of hard to keep everything in the well top ten originally for me, and then top five for this show. <laughs> oh yeah, I know it's that's the thing. Like I. Looking at my list now, or, or or my letterbox list, I could have probably pulled out a top ten, but it'll just be honorable mentions. That's all. But yeah, it's great. It's a throwback, like you said, to like the Warriors and all those eighties eighties. Uh, I mean, that you got a little bit of that assault on Precinct Thirteen vibe. You got a little bit just those great action movies. Yeah. Yeah, and Willis, it's a. Uh, Maybe a 2019 date, but it it was available for most of us in 2020. So that's yeah. what we said at the beginning, man. We're gonna these some of these movies are gonna have 2019 on them, but it's when we all saw them. You dig? Yeah, yeah. Even though it's been sitting at the Walmart by me since 2019, but hey, <laughs> please. <laughs> You can't even remember last year. How you remember that? Because I <laughs> went to Walmart in 2019 all the time. <laughs> oh, you didn't go at all in 2020? Yeah, I went out in 2020 and the movie was still sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> what a douche. <laughs> God, Willis, you are such a pain in the ass. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> he really is. He's becoming TJ Jr. No, no, no. <laughs> I would never be that bad off. Alright. My next I had a hard time choosing, but I just went I ended up going by the rating I gave because the next two movies I really enjoyed a ton. And uh the next one is The Wretched. I gave it a four out of five. He's a teenage boy struggling with his parents' divorce encounters a terrifying evil next door. After his neighbor becomes possessed by an ancient witch that feasts on children, I this is a this is like a probably a direct-to-video type movie. Although it did play in some theaters because of uh, the COVID stuff, so it did play in theaters. But I don't think it was meant to be a theater thing. It was a VOD type of a movie, and. Uh, it was just pretty amazing. Like from the get go, it, it got me hooked into it. And it was like basically the kid, you know, the kid next door sees something weird going on at the place, at the place. And he's, he's sure that, you know, something's going on, but nobody believes him. And 
It's just it, the way it unfolds, and the lady who plays the neighbor next door is absolutely gorgeous. So that helps. And she said she had some, you know, some pretty good scenes in the movie. There really isn't anybody that I recognize in this movie, but man, it, it was fucking fantastic. I loved every minute of it, and I should probably rewatch it. It's another one that says 2019, but didn't come out till 2020. Willis. <laughs> so. I give it a four out of five. I don't know if any of you guys have seen it. Yeah, no, I had it on my list. Unfortunately, the night I tried to watch it, power outage. So I just said fuck it and went to bed. Yeah, I think I talked to you about it and told you to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably there. why I had it queued up. It's on my Plex if anybody decides to check it out. Very cool. good twist at the end as well. Yeah, it was really good. I, I really, really enjoyed it. thought it was... One of the like oh I guess one of the best movies of the year because I really enjoyed it. <laughs> All right, time to roll on to the number one, Jake. Okay, well, Willis already mentioned the last movie he saw on the big screen. This is the last one I saw on the big screen before shit went out of control. The Invisible Man. Anyway, wow, Leonel, he's uh really becoming like one of the top directors of horror and this movie hold me i mean one of the things i really loved about it is yo he's invisible so you don't know if he's there or not so that's created a lot of tension and uh yeah this is how you do a universal horror movie remake people i'm looking at you creators of the mummy (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the mummy was not very good. <laughs> yeah, this one, yeah, but very good. All right, Mr. Willis. Well, my top number one is 2020, because the movie was made in 2020. Shut up. It's Psycho Gorman. Man, if you love Power Rangers, and if you love gore and craziness, and Ultraman and shit like that. This movie is right up your alley. So, man, the music is just rocking. <laughs> it's just a great, great movie. Hi, boys and girls. This is Wildman with YouTube <laughs> Man, Psycho Gore, man. It's a 2020 movie that came out in 2021, man. <laughs> Uh, so next, next wait, year we're all going to be like Psycho Gorman's in our top 10 Will's going to be like, that was my top 20 man! Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Willis, every year you never fail to fuck it up somehow. <laughs> One year he had fucking superhero movies on his list. <sighs> oh boy, alright. Suzanne, number one? Uh, number one movie for me was this one called The Dark and the Wicked. Uh, two kids are kind of summoned back to their family home because their father is dying. And it's this huge, sprawling farm. It has got some of just some of the creepiest scenes I have ever seen in my entire life. It really, it, it wasn't, it was definitely had some... It, it wasn't the fake jump scares. There were there were scenes that were genuinely terrifying, and uh, just a 
badass ending. I, I, I swear anything I say about this movie is going to give parts of it away. So if you're just in the mood to turn off all the lights and be a little scared, watch The Dark and the Wicked. And trying to see who the director is. The same guy who did The Strangers, I believe. Yeah, that's it. He did Strangers, and he was uh, he did Strangers Pray at Night too. <clears throat> nice. So it was it, he the it was suspenseful, and like I said, there's just a few scenes in that movie that were just just absolutely creepy as hell. There are a moment or two where I actually wanted to go and turn the light on, but I'm not a pussy, so I didn't. You just had one. <laughs> <laughs> All and right, I, I saw I that, seen it. and honestly, I was kind of disappointed by it. It didn't really do much for me. I don't know, just didn't. Yeah, I mean, it's got its moments. It's it, it, it the pacing. I I can see where it would it, it gets a little slow at points, but I just think they punctuate those points with something amazing. I have not seen it. I figured Willis hadn't seen it either. Nope. That oh, he won't been... watch it because I watched it. Yeah, because there was a 2021 movie, not on a 2020 list, right, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> All right. My number one, The Wolf of Snow Hollow. I gave this a four and a half out of five, so that's how much I enjoyed this one. It stars... Uh, um, Robert Forster, rest in peace. Basically, it's a comedy horror. It's just well done, and the gore is pretty pretty damn good in this movie as well. It's a about a, a wolf man, or we think it's a werewolf running around killing people, and uh, it's just it's so it's like it's all over the place. It's so good though, blood everywhere, um, body parts flying everywhere. A really cool, decent story. The sheriff is a drunk, and <laughs> it's just it has a uh, Ricky Lindholm who was in the remake of uh, uh, Last House on the Left. She was the the bad girl in there. Oh, okay. And uh, so she's she was in that. She was in Knives Out, and uh, she's been in a lot of cool things throughout the years. And uh, yeah, it just it was just the perfect blend of comedy and horror. And if you haven't seen it, go see it. Anybody yeah. see it? Yep, that's oh. on my honorable mention as well. Right, cool. So yeah, uh, pretty good list. Well, I mean, we only crossed streams a couple times, so that was that's not bad. Yeah, it could have been worse, that's for sure. So yeah, it, we, it yeah. helps. Helps when Willis is putting the wrong year list on the list, so <laughs> whatever. That definitely helps. Whatever. That movie is a 2020 movie. If you look when it did up. you watch it, Willis? When was it released, Willis? In 2020. No, it was not released in 2020. If you look it up, it was not released in 2020. No, it just came out. It just came out like a month ago. No, it didn't. Look yeah, it up. It did. Oh. I like we're putting the 1980 movie on this list, Willis. That's the reason why I put it on there, because I looked it up and said it came out in 2020. Why are you so thick-headed? I ain't thick-headed. Oh, yeah, you are. Because if you look it up and say 2020, 
Yeah, well, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> you're Look wrong. It Dang it. Look it up. Look it up on the computer right now. It came yeah, out in 2021. If technically every movie that's supposed to come out last year is coming out this year, yeah. I guess they're 2020 movies as well. So Exactly. Oh, so we get to do 2020 movies in 2022 when we do our 2021s. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Follow that logic. Pull it up on Google and it's say a 2020 movie. It was it was 2020, but it didn't get released until 2021. God damn it. <laughs> in the oh. U.S. Thick-headed. <laughs> oh. well, where do you live, Willis? <laughs> ah, yeah, Niles? exactly. <laughs> yeah. U.S., but that don't mean how I can see movies before then. Well, okay. Whatever. Good for you. All right, so are we ready to do our bottom fives? Yep. Hell yeah. Yep. All right, so go, Jake. Yeah, I'm going to say this movie called The Last Laugh. It's a slasher movie taking place in a comedy club, but <laughs> no laughs at all. And some lane kills, and uh, they try to. Get, I think they try to go artsy, not revealing who the killer is. Like uh, spoilers, who cares for this type of movie? They kill the main character, and I guess the killer reveals themselves to him. He's like, "Oh, it's you." We never find out, and I think it should have been obvious who the killer was just by process of elimination. Who was left? And they might have hinted it as well in the movie, but I don't remember. This movie sucked. So the movie ended with the guy going, oh, it's you, but they never show you who the killer was. Pretty much. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah who the fuck would want to? I would be pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just saved you like an hour and a half of your life, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, Willis. Well, I'm going to say one movie, even though I liked it, but it was still didn't need to be the title it was named and didn't really feel like it. Fantasy Island. Because I actually went to see that movie opening weekend because we was trying to go see Sonic the Hedgehog, but that shit was sold the fuck out. So we just went to see Fantasy Island. It was alright, even though it could have been rated R, but they cut out all the gory stuff to make it PG-13 so they could sell more tickets. I don't know why. They should have just made it rated R and called it a day. And it didn't really need to be named Fantasy Island, but that's one of my bottom movies. Yeah, that actually made my honorable mentions. Yeah, I gotta admit, when I watched it, I had some low expectations because everything I was hearing, but I actually had a good time with it. I mean, I never really got into the actual TV show and all, so maybe that factors in, but I still saw it was a good time, and I don't see what the all the hate was about. Like, one of my favorite YouTube critics, Chris Duckman, he gave it an F, and then he gave movies that... I have yet to mention on my bottom list a D, and let's just say I like Fantasy Island better than both those fucking movies. Yeah, but you'll hear about those in just a 
little bit. I did not see fantasy anyone, so I can't comment. But I did watch the show as Willis did, so maybe that's why Willis doesn't like it because he's fond of the show. Yeah, I guess I can see if you like the show, you would be a little uh, turned off by it. The show itself had some creepy shit on it back in the day. Yeah, I I just felt like if they was gonna make it a horror movie, they should have just went ahead and make it totally a horror movie and not skip out on some of the gore that should have been in the movie. But other than that, eh, it it was what it was. It didn't make me mad. <laughs> in case uh, anybody who's watched the trailers is wondering why, hey, where's Tattoo? Well, there's a twist. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Suzanne? You know, I really wanted to just go, and I didn't, I'm kind of, I, I didn't hate Scare Package. I just don't think that it lived up to what I was expecting, and I think this is a case of me having higher expectations than I should. My problem, my big problem with the movie, there were some of the, some of the acts and some of the stories that I liked. But my biggest problem is it just didn't seem like anything really tied the whole thing together. And it just it 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 just seemed to be cluttered. It just it just I guess the stories did, just did not work for me. I loved seeing Joe Bob. That was the highlight of the entire movie for me, which is why I don't, you know, full out hate it. We'll get we'll get into full out hate coming up <laughs> real soon. <laughs> Dustin Rose is a serial killer in it, Willis. For real? Yeah, he showed up at one of the last, one of the stories as a serial killer. Wow. (laughs) All right. I'm going to go with The Last Exorcist, starring the one and only Danny Trejo. (laughs) After every priest trained in exorcisms dies in a terrorist attack. Joan Campbell must battle a demon from her past that this time possesses her sister. Oh my god, that sounds absolutely terrible. Bad acting, bad CGI. Danny Trejo was fine, but man, there are a lot more better exorcism movies out there than this one. So yeah, I gave it a one and a half. So, what do you think our good friend Don Anelli gave it? Amen! (laughs) (laughs) He gave it a three and a half. So oh, basically, what? he said this is a 7 out of 10 for him. <laughs> oh, yes. my God. Want me to read his review since we haven't done a Don and Nelly review in a while? <laughs> Overall, this is a solid and enjoyable possession effort. One of the strongest elements here is a highly intriguing setup and storyline that sets everything in motion, which has some fun plot lines. Clever idea of wiping out the priest train and exorcism through a terrorist attack not only is a startling entry point, but offers a rather intriguing idea that tends to be explored here with the church now unable to truly deal with the concept. That the sisters are targeted and tortured by demonic forces is a similar manner that grows nicely over the course of the film from this factor which pays off in the second half. From there, the film picks up with the constant supernatural antics that are shown here with the seizure in the bar that requires her removal, the flashback to their mothers freaking out as kids when she kills her father in front of them, well, the numerous hallucinations that they suffer from showing the demonic beings getting more forceful in their attacks. This gets quite enjoyable as their antics and attacks are given a nice hint to her condition that would require an exorcism to be performed, which sets up the fun and over-the-top antics in their final half. 
which also offers a nice heartwarming touch to everyone. <laughs> These are Is he afraid of pissing off somebody? <laughs> These are what holds this one up as there are a few issues with this one. The main aspects within this one is the fact that the early build up involving the realization of their predicament leaves a little this one a little slow going. There's too much on display here showing the two in their relationship both with each other and their past history that is necessary for giving an idea of how they're going to change once they become possessed. But it's done in a wholly unsatisfying manner with a lethargic tempo that doesn't invite the viewer into all that much. It comes off way too slow for what should be done, which is distressing feature since it's needed for later on. The other aspects that hold this one down is the usual and wholly expected elements that are expected to show up in such films and do so without fail. It's no surprise at all that the help of a fallen priest within the faith who regains his status following the ordeal is to come through and the trope of the exorcism is carried out in exactly the way you think it would occur is how it happens. <laughs> Regardless of the build-up, that somehow fractured relationship between the sisters is a big part of the finale and despite being a cliche, just provides a routine and familiar feel. These are the issues that hold this one back somewhat. 7 out of 10. <laughs> Done. I wish yeah, I could. I wish I could see things through your eyes sometimes, man. Good Lord. Oh, I, I swear to God, is he afraid to piss somebody off? He did, He spent like a whole paragraph blowing in the movie, saying how great it is, and then he destroyed it in the next half, and then he gives it a seven out of ten. <laughs> I can't figure I, it I, out. It's <laughs> backwards. We love you, Don, but come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake, you're number four. My number four. Well, did anybody see this movie that came out this year called Host? No. Yes. Well, okay, that's not my number four, but it's similar to that movie called... Confession? No. I, I started watching that a while ago. I never finished it, honestly. But this one is called Control-Alt-Trick-or-Treat. What the fuck? I never even heard of it. Yeah, it's basically like Host, except it takes place on Halloween, of course. And the thing about this movie is, um, well, few of the characters, we never find out what happens to them. I mean, there are a few kills that were actually kind of decent, but sometimes the characters just disappear and then other characters are just like, oh, fuck this shit. I'm out of here. And they hang up. <laughs> yeah. And it just ends so abruptly. I mean, it's kind of like that one movie I don't like, Unfriended. But I will give Unfriended this. At least, you know, they gave a reason why they couldn't just hang up on the call. You know, because the demon would kill them. But no consequence at all to the people who hang up on the Zoom call in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because you never heard of it, and there's probably good reason. <laughs> All right, who's next? Willis. Well, my next one is Random Acts of Violence. I liked the movie until the ending. The ending shit to bed, so the movie pissed me off at the end. It had great gore. And everything. It was about what happens if a comic book artist <laughs> makes a gruesome book and his 
killings start happening for real. But the ending, I don't know what the fuck they did with that ending. It just didn't make no sense to me. So that's why it's on my list. Yeah, I thought, and I would agree. I like, I was loving the first half. It was like a cool concept for a slasher. It had some good kills, but it just seems like they kind of ran out of ideas what to do for the second half, and it's just like, let's fucking wing it. It's yep. too bad. It's written and directed by Jay Baruchel, you know, the guy you usually would see in like a bunch of Seth Rogen movies, you know, the skinny guy. And he had a good idea, but just didn't have any idea how to finish it up. Yeah. Well, I started I watching too. it, and it reminded me of an episode of Freddy's Nightmares. <laughs> so I just kind of shut it off. I laughed when she said Freddy's Nightmares. And once again, Willis is going to say 2019. I say 2020 because it wasn't available until, get this. 2020, and it's called Blood Vessels. Never heard of it, so I can't get mad at you. (laughs) Okay, here's the thing. Lifeboat survivors board a German boat in World War II. The week before, I watched Death Ship with George Kennedy, which is a shipwreck survivors board a Nazi boat in World War II. So, as you can see, my problems have already begun. Oh, it's a remake? No, it just, it didn't, the gore was decent. I can't take anything away. It's definitely a straight-up NFW movie. The gore was great. The creature effects were fucking awful, but they were practical, so I can't really give them shit for it. My problem with this is it just didn't, there was nothing new about it. It was just kind of... Meh. I was going in kind of expecting a little bit more than I should have expected from it, and I was honestly I was a little disappointed. So that's why we have the bottom. I thought so it. far I am disagreeing with your bottom list. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Donna Nelly, Blood Vessel, four out of five. Oh, she's a 10 out of 10, isn't it? Four out of five. Oh, Jesus. But even uh, Dustin Baker, I don't know if you guys know him, he's he's around on the groups. He's notorious for rating everything like a two or lower, and he rated this a three and a half. Yeah, I mean, three and a half to what I gave it to on Letterboxd. I mean, not saying it was phenomenal, but I thought it was fun. I, gotta I mean, it is. It's fun, but I every once in a while when I watch a horror movie, I want a fucking horror movie. I want yeah. something, you know, something that makes me want to turn the lights off and, you know, attempt to be scared. We don't get that anymore. Yeah, it's but it's still like yeah, it doesn't happen anymore. You can't. You're not afraid of anything anymore because you know, you know what everything happens. They can't make anything original anymore, for the most part. 
right. I, I might have enjoyed it more if I had not watched Death Ship the week before. I get it. All right. Mine is a number four is a 2019 that come out in 2020 called Crypsis. It's a group of friends make a bet to see who can survive camping on an island for the night. A strange creature lurks throughout the night, terrorizing their every move. I gave it a one and a half. And uh, my review was basically, there's lots of running around the woods in the dark with growling noises. You don't see anything, but when you do, the creature looks like somebody stole a monster suit from the descent. <laughs> Not very good. It, it, it has a great cover, and it, I thought it had a pretty decent premise, but it was just too dark. Couldn't see shit. It was, the gore was bad. It was just not good. And it's sad because I wanted it to be a good creature creature feature movie, but it didn't work. And I don't see a review from Don and Ellie, but Jason gave it a 4 out of 10. So he's almost about the same as me. I'm a little bit lower than him. But, uh, yeah, he's the only one of my friends that r- rated the movie. So, luckily, no one else had the mispleasure of seeing it. Never even heard <laughs> of it. <laughs> yeah, don't bother. All right. Number three, Jake. Number three is one of the movies that came out very early in 2020. The Turning. Now I've heard a lot of bad shit about it. So I watched it with low expectations. And majority of the movie, I was thinking, okay, it's kind of slow and dull, but I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. And then the ending came. I'm just like, what the fuck? And the hate was justified right there. I, I just... And again, it's just like they didn't know how to end it. It's just like, yeah, this is a good point right here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And let's just say the uh, it's obviously based on the turning of the screw. And, well, later in the year, it was uh, made all better with you know, the haunting of Blind Manor. I mean, I know some people had problems with Haunting of Bly Manor, but compared to The Turning, oh my god, it's a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people uh, shit on The Turning. I didn't even bother watching it. Oh, I tried to watch it, and I just gave up. Yeah, thankfully you didn't see the ending. That would have totally pissed you off. <laughs> Probably. All right. Smillis. I'm at my number one already because I only had three. Thank God. You couldn't find any 2021 movies to put on there? <laughs> Shut up. You couldn't find 2019 or 2018? <laughs> <laughs> well, this movie, I got to see it for free because I got a free screening of it and it still wasn't worth shit. Underwater. Goddamn, nothing was original in this movie at all. They had the girl from Twilight in there. She was boring as fuck. I hated the ending with the Cthulhu shit at the end. Cthulhu. 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 Whatever the fuck that giant ass squid monster was at the end. I'm like, what the fuck? Come on now. This this Come was a, a, a ripped off <laughs> rip off 
rip off of Aliens and Lathazin and Deep Star Six. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I was just pissed. Did he say Leviathan? That's what I thought he said. Leviathan. Say that again. Leviathan. Leviathan. I was saying the word right, goddammit. Isn't that one of your girlfriends, Leviathan? Just like the anthropomorphous. He's one of the girls he follows on Facebook, Leviathan. You, you be looking fine, Lefathen. <laughs> and I see people actually liking this movie, but there's nothing fucking original about this goddamn movie. I almost like sound like Suzanne. God damn it. That's not a good thing, but I can, I, I can understand where she coming from from this movie. I like, man, the, the only character I like, they killed him off too early in the movie, so T.J. Miller was the only one that had any personality out of anybody in the whole movie, and they killed him off like 30 minutes in the movie, so after that, I ain't giving a shit who lives and dies after that movie. I didn't make my worst of list. In fact, I don't think it made any list for me, honestly. <laughs> Did you see it, no. Okay. I, I don't. I don't like her, so I don't watch her shit. <laughs> Who's in it? What's her face from Twilight? Like Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Oh God, she's fucking awful. Yeah, she was terrible in the movie. She was just as life, just as lifeless as she wanted to be in the movie. She was supposed to be the hero of the movie, and her story arc was just fucking stupid. <laughs> she, she was mad because. She left a boyfriend or some shit, and she was carrying that shit on all all the damn movie. So yeah, fuck that movie. All right, Suzanne. Um, this one, and I'm very very pissed off that I don't like this movie. It's called Relic, and basically a mother and father, yeah, a mother and a daughter go to check on you know grandma because she was reported missing. And they go, and all of a sudden, she reappears. It's one of those things are not what they seem to be. You do get a little bit of that isolation feeling, but overall, I just... It it, it was one of those movies that really could have been something, but I just don't think it was given the proper treatment. Because I'll be honest, I love a good, creepy-ass, gothy styled movie and this one just bored the hell out of me it was so dark it actually gave me a headache because i'm trying to squint i really i keep saying i'm going to give this another go since i spent like 12.99 on it i don't think i'm going to i think i'm pretty much going to light that 12.99 on fire i really it just Maybe if they edited it down some, it was... Okay, hold on. Let me see how long this was. It was only an hour and a half, and it felt like it was so much longer. Mm. This I, was... It was just... It was just disappointing. I actually seen that movie, and I I actually liked it. Oh, wow. 
Oh my god, it's the witch all over again. Or the witch. (laughs) (laughs) It's a movie that it didn't make any list for me, honestly. It it was it was there. I mean it didn't piss me off or nothing like that. I didn't feel that the movie dragged on as much as you did, but I was alright. Uh, what? Well, we step into the Twilight Zone or something. It was only an hour and thirty so. minutes. I didn't see much worse horror movies for an hour and thirty minutes than that one. Alright. It seemed like it was more of a personal movie to the director and the writer that did it more than anything else. I mean, I understand what they were trying to go for. It just, for me, it didn't get there. And I had, once again, this is, could also be just a, a another movie that kind of falls into the, I my expectations were way too high. Yeah, you do have a malfunction about that one. <laughs> no, I, 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 I spent twelve ninety nine on this fucking thing. See, you oh, watched I had it. I had twelve ninety nine dollars, twelve dollars and ninety nine cents worth of expectations, and it was really <laughs> the everything about it sounded like a straight up, you know, Sue movie. This is something I would be all over, and I was just really disappointed. I'm, I know I'm eventually going to have to go back <laughs> and give it another look, but. I was just very disappointed. See, that's what happens when you don't look at Moody's Plex before you go spend money on movies. It was sitting right there for the longest time. <laughs> All right. Oh, I uh, couldn't. I couldn't connect. We got a couple of uh, podcast friends who have reviewed this. Duncan McLeish from the podcast on those stairs. Five out of five. Mister Venom. Four out of five. And Dustin Baker with his normal two and a half. <laughs> yeah, I, I he literally, rates, if you go on his letterbox and follow him, almost every movie he watches is a two and a half. Dustin, yeah, I don't I know, know if you listen to this show, but come on, man, everything can't be bad. <laughs> I guess I'm just I, I I think I was expecting so much more out of everything this year, and and oh, very fun. few things lived up to what I wanted. Don watched it, but he didn't leave a rating. <laughs> Jason Lloyd gave it three and a half. Schroyer gave it three and a half. Uh, who else do we know here? Oh my god, I am fucking broken. Will Cardinale gave it a four out of five. So, I don't know. People tend to like this movie. I just gave I'm it a broken. three. Just I'm broken. <laughs> so far, Jake does not agree with your bottom list at all. <laughs> I am fucking broken. I swear to God, I am just right. fucking broken this year. I the next few I got, well, the next two I got were movies that I I kind of liked, but they're on the bottom scale of my list, so that's why they're on the bottom five. But my next one is called On Halloween. It's low budget, bad lighting, mostly bad acting, but I had fun with it. <laughs> it was like another clown flick. It's basically a journalist going in search of the truth about it after a series of brutal murders and disappearances, leading back to an urban legend about a serial killing clown that has stalked the woods of Century Park for over a hundred years. It's really, 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 really terrible acting, but uh, the storyline was kind of cool. It was basically like, um, what's that the the one with Denzel 
when they touch they touch someone. Fallen. Like, Fallen. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It, the curse is like it's an infection. So they get infected and they turn into a clown, into the the same kind of clown, and just going around killing people and stuff. So that was kind of a decent story and it had some good gore in it, but I don't know. It just it was badly made. The CGI didn't look really good, and it was just very very on the low end of generic scale. I did give it a two and a half because I kind of enjoyed it, and our friend Dustin two and a half. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I I can't say I would watch it again, but I didn't I didn't like totally hate it when I watched it, but it's just it's not a good film. I gave it a one and a half. Yeah, at least somebody can back me up that they've seen it because yeah. I don't know I kind I don't know why I dug it. Maybe I was just in the mood for clown films at the time because I was watching a lot of clown movies at that time, and I thought it had a pretty decent premise to it, but it just wasn't. Wasn't pulled off very well. All right, and now we go back to Jake for number two, or whatever. Doesn't matter the numbers. <laughs> whatever. Well, this is a number two. It's called the Empty Man. Um, basically, who? Uh, oh, the Empty he, Man. Oh, I yeah. didn't hear it. It broke up a little bit. I, I don't know how to describe this movie. It's so fucking confusing, and it's also two hours long, maybe two and hours and ten minutes or something. But honestly, in my Letterboxd review, I wrote, those two hours felt more like two months. <laughs> I mean, they drag out everything in this fucking movie. Like, there's one part of the movie, like, a character's going to a steam room, and I might have, like, just spaced out for a bit, but, you know, for a while there, it kind of, like, focusing on this character's face when there's a bunch of white steam and it makes her face like very like almost invisible and and they just linger on that for so long <laughs> for a while there it's like is there something wrong with my TV? <laughs> yeah and also my Letterboxd review I wrote yeah I sure felt empty after watching this movie Oh yeah, Empty Man. Avoid. Alright. I don't not want to see Empty Man anyway. Just like I don't want to see Slender Man or any of that crap. Alright, so Willis, you are next. Oh, I have nothing. Oh yeah, you else. don't have any because you can never do the fucking complete list. Every goddamn year. <laughs> I ain't got no horror movies. I ain't got no top ten, no bottom ten. I ain't watched that many movies. I can did? I put down Transformer movies? I didn't watch that many movies this year. I just was just enchanted because I My couldn't... bottom number one, Roman Reigns. <laughs> Shut up. Because I couldn't go to the movie theaters to actually see the movies, so it kind of took me out yeah. from actually like, watching movies. It's not like you have access to over 3,000 movies and television shows, but, you know, actually correct that. 5,000 movies and television shows, but whatever. I know. I was into Suzanne? else this year, last year. Okay, um, this is one that the other one that you and I did that I think you and I uh, absolutely decimated this movie because it was truly fucking terrible, and it was called Animal Among Us. <laughs> yeah, wasn't a slasher movie. Wasn't a Bigfoot movie. 
no, it was pretty, it was just bad. It, you, you had a few moments. There was, there was a couple of moments where there was hope. The kid, the couple of the kills were really, really good. You had this, it was basically the Friday the 13th story. They are reopening a campground after these brutal murders. And all in all, it's just absolute fucking, it's terrible. It oh, is just. God, yeah. Now I oh, my it. God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just bad. The acting is, oh, God, it's just, just bad. The, That's the one with like the, the retarded brother and the bear suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that the sound funny as shit. Oh, my God. It was terrible. Oh, it's so bad. It is I didn't just put so, that it, on my list either. Yeah. So terrible. I, I hate to sound like Willis here, but I did watch that one in 2019. <laughs> but you know what? For the first time in your uh, bomb list, Suzanne, I will actually agree because that made my bomb list in <laughs> 2019. It had Don Fry in it. That's the only good thing about it. And our buddy Dustin, two and a half. <laughs> He literally rates everything two and a half, no matter what. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, that movie was terrible. I agree with you there. Really bad. It was so a, it, it was terrible. hard to get through. It was hard to get through, and it, the, the premise was it was it, it was not what we, what we were t- was supposed to be. Really, really bad. <laughs> All right, let's see. I have my turn now, huh? Yeah. All right. Let me see. I'm going to go with 2020 Cupid. It's about after being embarrassed by Mean Girls, Faye, who is a practicing witch, summons evil Cupid to take revenge on all those who wronged her. On Valentine's Day, Cupid does in fact rise and will stop at nothing until the walls are covered in blood. The students must figure out a way to stop Cupid and undo the spell before their hearts get broken. Literally. <laughs> I gave it a two and a half. Here's my review. Not bad, but not really great either. A passable time killer. If this one had any sort of budget, it could have been really good. Loads of CGI and Cupid looked terrible, but again, a passable time killer for a one-time watch. And that's pretty accurate. Even my friend Don and Ellie gave it a two and a half, so that tells you something. I just, I like the story. I like the, the idea behind it. It just was really, 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 really poor. The Cupid had like a, if I remember correctly, he had like a half mask on his face and it just looked stupid. There's a guy running around like running around with a bow and arrow trying to kill off people. And it had a good story, good idea, just not enough money to pull it off. And CGI, man, if it's bad, it's really bad. And unfortunately, it can ruin some movies and this is one of them. And again, Dustin, two and a half. Jason Lloyd, two and a half out of five. So we all kind of agreed on the on the rating. I put it down as I liked it because I kind of did enjoy it while I was watching it. But again, it's another one of them sci-fi level movies, if below that, and probably not to be watched more than once. But yeah, that's my my second to the bottom last. All right, Jake. All right. So my number one worst horror flick of 2020, I rated half a star only because that's as low as it goes on Letterboxd because 
if I could rate it lower, I would have. And if you listen to me on most of my podcasts this past year, this should come as no surprise. The Grudge. Oh, oh, oh fuck God. yes! I forgot about that damn movie. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Expectations were, yeah, a little bit going into it. I thought, you know, this will probably be at least like a it's okay type movie. I'm like, I, you know, I thought, but oh man, like maybe a half hour into the movie, I am just like, yeah, I am holding my head up with my arm, trying not to fall asleep and just sighing every once in a while thinking just get this goddamn jump scare out of the way we know it's coming uh and you know it's called the grudge i know but don't expect any of the uh grudge people from any of the other movies also everybody makes that fucking noise you know the uh noise which doesn't make any sense why i mean one of the characters was drowned in a bathtub. I, I sure as hell wouldn't be making that fucking noise. It's be more like. <laughs> oh, I, oh my god! Yeah, this movie. It not only makes my worst movies of 2020, but, but I think it could be in the running for worst ever for me. It is that shitty. I I, I can't believe it. I use a gift card to see this movie. And I still felt ripped off. Oh, <laughs> oh you should have known better. I I should have. I should have. I don't know. Suzanne could have told you. Fuck remakes. <laughs> exactly. One of these days you will listen to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Either way, fuck this movie. Fuck it right up the ass. Fuck the grudge. <laughs> All right. Oh, let me in, because I was take on that. The movie was so bad, I fucking forgot about the movie. That's how bad that movie was. I I wish I could forget about it. I seriously do. (laughs) That movie is on the top of my list now. It's the crunch. I forgot that movie even coming out. It was that fucking bad. I fell asleep three or four times during that joint. I had to watch it twice to get through the whole movie, and it still was a waste of fucking time. No, why oh would you God. watch it twice? Because <laughs> it was on Plex, your Plex, and I ain't had to pay for it. Uh, you, well, why would you if watch I watched it on Plex, time? I would have felt ripped yeah, off. If you fell asleep the first time, why, why bother? Because I, I desperately wanted to see the movie. Because <laughs> no, I like the Grudge movies. But it was some bullshit. Yeah, honestly, there's probably, like, at least two good ones. The original Japanese one and the first American remake. And the other two sequels, they're like, yeah, they're forgettable. But, oh, this one is uh, another level of awful. All right. And we go on to Suzanne. All right, this one is called Dark Encounter. It says 2019. It did not get released in the U.S. until 2020. Shut up, Willis. 
anyway, basically, a little girl gets um, vanishes. They have a memorial for a year later, and it becomes Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which up to that point, I'm invested. It's a decent movie. Watch it. Actually, watch it on Backyard Theater. It was pretty awesome outside. Unfortunately, the filmmakers seem to get a little full of themselves and where the movie should have actually ended. They decided to go on for another 15 minutes and drag out these dead-ass storylines. Watch the first hour and 10 minutes and leave it. Don't watch the last 20 minutes because you're just going to be aggravated. They, One of the police... Um, all of a sudden was on a talk show circuit. What was so, it called? Like a Dark Encounter. Nope, never heard of it. I seen somebody post about that a couple of days ago. And even yeah. the um, cover looked like some bullshit. It looked never interesting it. enough. It was free on Prime. And like I said, it was a perfect backyard movie. But oh my god. Just once again, in more capable hands, this could have actually been a really good movie. And I think that's why I hate it so much, because it could have been something. And instead of ending it on a proper note, they just had to fucking keep going. And it was like they had to listen to themselves talk. So, yeah, just not worth anybody's time except for the first hour and 10 minutes of it. After that. Shut it the fuck down where you think it's going to end the first time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And my turn. This movie earns the ultimate Jake rating of half star. It's 2020's pandemonium. It's basically a killer who runs around with a fucking panda mask on his head. A giant panda mask. Like a, <laughs> uh, like a fucking panda costume suit you know not like a, just a mask but like a costume head on his head and he's goes to a party that these guys hired strippers for and he is known as the stripper ripper so he goes to this, he goes to this party and starts killing them off and and I, I, I had it on for 20 minutes it's the worst low budget piece of shit I've ever seen it does, the filming is terrible Everything about it is bad. My review was just one word: awful. And I, I just, I couldn't do it. I had to, I couldn't, I had to turn it off. I was, I wanted to like throw something at my TV. I hated it that much. Oh, so, I had another one. Was, I had another one friend, that was like that. What? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Let's see. What do you think our friend Don and Ellie rated it? Eight. Oh, four out of five. Close. Three and a half out of five. <laughs> He has this gigantic review, but I don't know if I want to read the whole the whole thing. So yeah, basically, well, I had another movie that I was pretty awful, but I didn't watch enough of it to truly give it the the hate. Okay, what? okay. It's called The Bone Box. It yeah. was on. Sounds like your name for your vagina. <laughs> the Bone Box. Oh, anyway. Uh, the short synopsis that I got out of it for the first uh, 35 minutes, uh, this guy starts uh, his friend who's the undertaker's daughter talks him into going and robbing graves and stealing jewelry to pay off his gambling debts. And he starts to become haunted 
by them. And they did the worst possible thing they could. There is a painting in the front hall. And all of a sudden, you see this guy starting to move across the painting. I'm like, oh, my God, I saw this a long time ago. It's an episode of the Night Gallery. Avoid the bone box. <laughs> yeah, I gave right. that one, like, two stars on Letterboxd. Oh, it was terrible. So back to my Pandemonium movie, our friend Dustin Baker. Guess what he rated it? Two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> the man, if he's not anything, he is very consistent. <laughs> Apparently, the guy who directed this has been putting out a lot of slasher movies, but I don't know. After seeing this one, I don't care to watch another one. Uh, do we? Does anybody have any more uh, bottom uh, bottom list that they want to add on? Or uh, let's see. Well, just to mention, I didn't give these like extremely low ratings, but. They were like two, two uh, Gretel and Hansel. Yes, the uh, Hansel and Gretel story, except now it's Gretel and Hansel. And it was, <laughs> it wasn't 824, but it might as well have been. I didn't even bother with that damn movie. Yeah, me either. Then, then there's Brahms, the boy, too. Yeah, again, I didn't think it was really shitty, but it's just completely destroyed the twist of the first movie. Yeah! <laughs> it's like, even written and directed from the same people who did the first movie. And they just shat on what they did with that. I mean, First Boy wasn't like a masterpiece, but it was fun. And it was different. Again, they, just, they just shat all over <laughs> the first movie. I so forgot I, about that damn movie too. I never watched it. I'm glad I didn't. I went to the movies to see that too. Alright. Um I have one called The Stalker. It was on uh, Amazon Prime. It's a sixty minute thing, yeah, so I can't even really I don't have to call it a movie it's sixty minutes, but uh it um it's kind of a throwback to the 80s 80s stuff. It's uh, let me, let me bring it up so I can read you my review because I think you're gonna like the review. Uh, hang on a second here. I should have had it ready, but you know sometimes we're not prepared. All right, I gave it two and a half. It's basically an 80s movie, and it, here's my review. Builds itself as a throwback to the 80s. There's little to no gore. And I can't help but wonder why everyone was so fascinated with Wendy. Basically, everybody in this movie loved this girl, and she wasn't even like really that great, good-looking or anything. And right. the, the, the killer, the killer was stalking her and and following her everywhere. And the you know the husband, everybody just loved this this woman Wendy. I put it's only an hour, so I gave it a watch. It's decent enough, but there's just there's no gore in it, and. To, you know, everybody's fascinated with this Wendy woman, and I just didn't. I don't know. Yeah, at least one person was fascinated with her. That been all right, but it's like everybody, it's like it's like they're treating her like she's Alexandra Daddario, man. <laughs> right? Like, not even close. Not even the same ballpark. <laughs> it almost sounds like everybody loves Mandy Lang to me. She wasn't even all that great looking, but everybody was chasing after her ass. <laughs> Our friend Dusty yeah. B, 
two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I watched it one time, and it's sad because it could have probably been, could have been so much more. But um, uh, maybe they just, it was a short story and they didn't have enough to bring it out to a normal full-size movie. But I think with a bigger budget and a, you know, better act, so a little bit of better acting, it could have probably been a pretty good movie. But, you know, it is what it is. It wasn't that bad. It was just not something that was highly recommended. Anybody got anything else? Suzanne, no. you have any more? No. All I just right. have a I couple got, of honorable mentions. I got one more for the bottom half. Even though I kind of enjoyed this movie as well, it's not a top top movie for me, but it's called Aquaslash. Another 2019 uh, that yeah. came out in 2020. The movie is basically a, a setup for the, the giant slaughter at the end of the movie, which is fucking amazing. The slaughter at the end is just awesome shit. But the whole movie is basically a, a teen sex comedy throughout for the whole time. There's one kill... One kill at the beginning, and then there's nothing really till the end, but it's such a hell of a closing act that it makes it worth watching. And like I said, it plays off like a summer sex comedy till that ending. But man, it really, practical effect killings at the end, and (laughs) it's literally looking like a pool full of punch with fucking body parts floating all over the place like a fucking fruit punch. It's just incredible. (laughs) So that the ending is, is worth it alone just to watch this movie. I gave it a three out of five but it, but it's not really a a good movie but you have to watch it to see the to see the killing at the end and it's just pretty amazing how they pulled that off it's too bad it couldn't couldn't do more with the, the premise of the water park i think it would have been really cool and they could have thrown in some more killings in there but like i said that and the ending is is worth it all yeah, <clears throat> yeah i would agree i mean thought the setting was kind of cool. I mean, don't get much like a poolside slasher movies. Right. But, nope, it's just saving all for the end. And, again, it was kind of cool, but would have liked a, a few more kills beforehand and maybe yep. afterwards. There could have been a lot more in it, but you know, we, they gave us what they gave us. All right. So we'll go do, back to, like, our top honorable mentions. So, if you want to start, Suzanne, you can rip off your honorable mentions. All right. Uh, the one I, I call this category, the movie I really wanted to hate and really couldn't hate, and that was The Color from Outer Space. I really liked it. I The only thing that really aggravated me throughout the movie is the, the whole, they beat me about the head and neck with every Lovecraft reference they could pull out of their ass. There were Miskatonic University shirts everywhere. On the news, they're talking about Arkham County and Innsmouth. And, I mean, they really just went so overboard with that instead of actually... I mean, it was a decent telling of the story, and it happens to be my favorite Lovecraft story. So, other than that, I really liked it, but I can't, I can't put it in a top spot because of that. And the other one, I've got two more. There's one called Anything for Jackson. Did anybody see that one? I heard yeah, it. I have honorable mentions as well. Yeah, it was it was really once again surprising. 
I thought it was going to be, a, a, honestly, a little bit goofy, and it was uh, fucking dark as hell. There's a lot of things that go on in this movie that you that you just didn't expect. But another reason I could not put it in a top spot is because the ending is a bit of a mess. It just they 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 just started stretching in so many different directions. I mean, there are some generally shocking parts at the end, but it just I, I just it, it it just didn't come together at the at the end for me, and that's just me being kind of a bitch. And no. the other one. And my last one is this movie called Host. And just because I like a good uh like a good séance and ghost movie, I really like this one. It's basically a Zoom meeting séance and someone makes fun of the it makes up a ghost and uh something darker catches on. It was what I found really fun about it is all the stuff that you see that's going on in the background, and just some, it was just it was a fun movie. I it just wasn't there wasn't enough there for me to put it in a top spot. All right, and that's it. I got mm-hmm. some honorable mentions. All right, you can go next. I got a documentary actually on my honorable mention. Into Darkness. The reason why I'm putting this as an honorable mention because it was just too basic. All the movies that they showed on there, everybody had seen the doc them in countless documentaries, and they didn't add anything new to anything they talked about in any of them movies. They didn't do any new trivia or something that we didn't know about the movie it was just basic and i'm actually putting the kids horror movie on here and suzanne won't like it because it's a remake but i kind of thought the movie was cool witches from the remake from the um yeah i know what you're talking about yeah yeah uh-huh yeah it was it was closer to the book in the original um, movie so that was cool to see and I like the little twist at the end about how the little kid didn't turn back into a kid he actually stayed a mouse Spoilers. so what I don't give a damn <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm never going to watch it anyway that's not a movie that I want to watch Yeah, I'm pretty sure I watched the original way back in the day Remember a little bit about it. Yeah, so that that's what I liked about it because it was more closer to the book. So I was glad to see that, but it was almost like it was just unnecessary to even make the movie. And it's one of the movies that showed up on HBO Max when HBO Max first started. So <laughs> that's it. All right. You want to go, Jake? Yep. Uh, this first one, well, I mean, some people won't consider this a horror movie, but it kind of is called Unhinged with Russell Crowe. I, I mean, this is a road rage movie, and, and I thought, you know, this looks like a decent one, and when I watched it, I was like, oh my god, this is way better than I thought it'd be. I mean, Russell Crowe, he's a fucking maniac in this. 
And the cool thing about this movie is that, well, uh, the main character, she's not very dumb. You know, she actually does a few smart things. You know, you're not yelling at her to do the opposite of what she's going to do. But, of course, it just seems like Russell Crowe is one step ahead of her each time. And, yeah, he gives no fucks in this movie. He, he has nothing to lose. Doesn't care if it's private or in public. He's going to do some crazy shit. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Uh, I would recommend. And next, I got a movie called ICU. It's, uh, well, you think it's going to be a... You can't tell if it's like a uh, haunted house movie or maybe a home invasion movie. Oh, but let's just say, yeah, I just want to oh, say that was really good. Thing. I just want to say one thing. I'm glad they gave Rocky Dennis from The Mask another acting role as the mother <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> 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 oh, Helen Hunt, you should not have gone under the knife. No. <laughs> yeah, that one's actually a really, really, really good movie. I really like that one. I got oh, yeah. another one I fucking forgot about. And then this one surprised me that I liked it so much. A movie called Becky about a girl with her family in the Kevin Woods and these neo Nazis come and attack and she fights back. Why well, I am surprised I liked this. The head of the neo-Nazis, Kevin James. Yeah. Becky, like, would oh you my... look at her butt? I'm like, oh my god, I actually liked a movie with Kevin James in it. Wow, <laughs> world might be ending. But I have to admit, he did a decent job in this movie. And there is some awesome gore in this movie as well. Yeah, uh, I wanted to see that, and I just never got around to it. Yep, same here. Uh, let's see if there anything else. Uh, yummy, a good zombie flick. And then uh, Scare Me, which is uh, very different. It's a bunch of people telling scary stories, but it's not like your typical anthology-type movie where you know, we see the story they're telling or we just see the people acting it out. But it was actually kind of entertaining concept like that and then the last one I'll mention is you know I really loved the first movie I think it made my top two back in a day but only makes honorable mention for the sequel the babysitter killer queen it's still kind of fun and in case you're wondering yes they do play that queen song in the movie <laughs> all right that was a pretty good list Alright, I'm going to go with mine now. I got a 2019 movie release in 2020, Willis. <laughs> called Porno. It's basically a group of teens in a movie theater unleash a succubus and a hidden film reel that they find and play in the theater. Really cool shit. It mixes... Uh, the succubus comes after them and the, the dream it puts them in, like, in the movie or in a dream world state and she seduces each one and tries to get them to join her side and you know she's a succubus there's one scene that will have every man wishing they had a cup on because man oh man is it fucking cringy <laughs> <I don't, laughs> this movie has some gore and the, the lead succubus is gorgeous and she's half naked throughout the whole movie so 
pretty damn fun stuff. It's a comedy horror as well, and it's uh, some good shit. I don't know if anybody else has seen it, but it just missed my top ten. Yeah, my top uh, five. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. I put that in my honorable mention list, and I've forgotten about it. Yeah, it would have been in my top ten if we had a top ten. Um, another one from 2019, Eck was 2020. It was called Widow's Point with Craig Sheffer. He's basically an author who spends a weekend in a haunted lighthouse as a publicity stunt for his next book, and he becomes a target for powerful supernatural forces. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, it was... I'm basically a ghost story, like all you know, like it says, but there's some cool little differences that you don't see in every single ghost story, and I really enjoyed it. And our friend Don and Ellie gave it a four, <laughs> and Dustin only gave it a two, so he 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 broke off from his two point five. <clears throat> but that one's called Widow's Point with Craig Shepherd. So you guys check that, was that also one out. On my list. Yeah, it's pretty decent. Um. From 2020, Fear Farm. It's a hol- it's a Halloween movie. Four people enter a corn maze for Halloween. They're picked off one by one by a twisted family who own the scare attraction. It's uh, really good. Another another fun uh, independent film. Um, good gore. Gore doesn't look too too CGI ish. I, mean, I think it was. Uh, I mean, there was a couple bad CGI kills, I guess, because I'm reading my review now. But it's uh. Yeah, a couple of bad ones, but there's some good practical stuff in there too. The ending was kind of comical, but I rec- I recommend that you watch it. I had a good time with it, and uh, yeah, pretty decent. Called Fear Farm, and uh, from 2019, but 2020 was uh, Primal with Nick Cage, the big game hunter on a ship, and uh, the animals get loose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, Famke Jensen's in it, and uh, Kevin Durant's in it, Michael Imperioli's in it, uh, uh, LaMonica Garrett in it. He played um, he played the bad guy the in um, the Watcher or whatever. He played the Watcher Willis in the in the crossover superhero shows. Oh, okay, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's in it. It's this one's pretty fun too. I gave it a seven out of ten. Fun movie. He's basically Nick Cage. He's on the on the boat now, and he's in charge of getting all of these these uh, animals back in the cage because they have a they have a, a a deserter, a war deserter, a war criminal on the boat, and he escapes and lets all the animals out so he can try to try to escape. So it's pretty de- pretty good, pretty fun shit. I mean, it's Nick Cage. <clears throat> Another one I have is from 2020 called Clown Fear. Uh, runaway bride and her bridesmaids stranded in a rundown city run by clowns. Everything seems normal at first, but the clown cult has their own set of rules. And uh, it's a carnival ride as the girls try to stay alive to escape Clown City. So yeah, this one was fun. I almost turned it off at the beginning because it just started off kind of bad. But man, I was glad I watched it. It uh, had a lot of cool things in it. The clown motel was really really good the way they uh set it up and they uh, had all, it was all basically built like a clown town so a lot of fun and uh cool decorations and the acting was decent you know and for a independent film it was uh not bad at all and um i'm gonna go i got maybe i'm gonna take two more and then we can end this uh i got a british movie i watched called jack in the box 
It was pretty decent, too. Um, our friend Dusty gave it a six, so there you go. A three, out of, <laughs> three, out of, three out of five. It's basically a vintage jack-in-the-box is unearthed and opened, and its new owners have reason to believe the creepy clown doll has a life of its own. <clears throat> it's basically a haunted jack-in-the-box, but it's a bigger box than like the normal one that you, that you would see. It's like a... Uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's just a gigantic box that the clown can pop out of. And uh, he does come to life throughout the movie. And the box design, the jack design itself, was pretty good. I didn't get bored with the movie at all. It was a lot, it was a lot of a lot of fun, and I enjoyed it. So that's another one you can look out for. And I'm gonna go with my last one. I'm gonna say the postcard killings. It stars Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Famke Jensen again. And so this one's a slow burn about a New York cop who's embarks on a search for a twisted serial killer leading a bloody trail of murders across Europe. It's a real slow burn, but uh, he's looking for the killer who killed his daughter, too. So it's got some great acting, some twists and turns throughout the movie. And uh, it's a really good one. If you are if you like Jeffrey Dean Morgan, then you'll like this movie. And I don't like slow burns, but I gave this one a 4 out of 5. So it's not really a hard movie, so that's why I didn't put it on my list. But it is like a cop searching for a serial killer. So there you go. Postcard killings. And there's a few more I have on there. But, you know, we can't be here all night. But look for Werewolf in London. Werewolf comedy. And it's got really outrageous evil dead type gore. It's And, you know, it's not straight hard. It's a lot of comedy to it, too. But it's good. And open 24 hours about a killer stalking a girl at a 24-hour... Uh, gas station at night and pretty good twists and turns in that one too that I kind of enjoyed. So yeah, that's it. Anybody else have anything else they want to add or say No, nope. we end this no. stuff? No, I'll, I'll add my list to the group. You know, my full top 10 list, full bomb 10 list and all the honorable mentions. All right. Awesome. So yeah, um, that's our, Top five, top bottom, plus whatever for the 2020th year, even though Willis had a 2021 movie on there. <laughs> it's all good. So uh, we'll be back next week, and we'll start off with, I don't know what, but it's going to be a doozy, of course, because we always do good shit. Look for a remake. Another remake. <laughs> 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 all right, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the show, and peace out. Peace. Good night. On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere, I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. The boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, Son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces. Knowing what the cards were By the way they held their eyes So if you don't mind my saying I can see you're out of aces For a taste of your whiskey I'll give you some advice So I handed him my bottle And he drank down my last swallow Then he bombed a cigarette And asked me for a light And the night got deathly quiet And his face lost all expression Said if you're gonna play the game, boy 
You gotta learn to play it right You got to know when to hold up Know when to fold up Know when to walk away And know when to run You never count your money When you're sitting at the table There'll be time enough for counting When the dealing's done Every gambler knows that the secret to surviving is knowing what to throw away, knowing what to keep. Cause every hand's a winner and every hand's a loser. And the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep. And when he finished speaking, he turned back toward the window, crushed out a cigarette. Faded off to sleep And somewhere in the darkness The gambler he broke even But in his final words I found an ace that I could keep You got to know when to hold them Know when to fold them Know when to walk away And know when to run You never count your money When you're sitting There'll be time enough to count When the dealing's done You got to know when to hold them When to hold Know when to fold them Know when to walk away And know when to run You never count your money When you're sitting at the table There'll be time enough for counting When the dealing's done You got to know Table, there'll be time enough to count when the deal.